1: Hey everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast, brought to you this week by my FFPC. As always, I'm your host, Eric Burtzloff, better known on Twitter as at DynastyTrades. Joined
3: by my co-host, Dan Sania. What's up, man? Hi, Eric. Uh, I'm glad it's, you know, well, it, there's two of us, and we we, do, we did bring a plus one. I'm just glad the plus one isn't Nathan for once. He was uh, forced to take some, some uh, paid leave. Uh, it, was, <laughs> been, it was about time.
2: The Gap Factory Labor Day Sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season: forty to seventy-five percent off everything, plus doorbusters August thirtieth through September second only. Tees from four ninety-nine, logo styles from sixteen ninety-nine, and jeans from nineteen ninety-nine. Shop in store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com.
1: dot Did that for the last episode, yeah.
3: He was, I mean, he called me Cal Ripken last episode, but he literally has been Cal Ripken for I don't know how long. Just he's he's been. He's been the, the glue that's held us together. He's a rock, baby. It's <laughs> my Nathan Powell, baby.
1: Uh, well, uh, Dan just alluded to it, but we have a fantastic guest uh, this evening, and that is Kevin O'Brien, the FF Engineer. Um, how's it going, Kevin?
4: It's going great, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, love, obviously love the conversation, Dynasty Trades and, and the Trade Cast. such a great platform. Love the show,
1: guys. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, make sure you check out uh, Kevin. You can find him on Twitter. He's one of the original underscore kings. We were just talking about this. So he's (laughs) the underscore FF underscore engineer. Uh, He's also got another podcast. If you hear Kevin and you're like, man, he's got such good takes, uh, you can listen to his podcast. And that's the Fantasy Football Engineering Podcast. And he's also a writer for Dynasty League Football. Um, and, uh, And yeah, so... Uh, today, we are going to be doing our last edition of Target 1, Fade 1, um, and we are, um, after that, I don't know what we're going to do, Dan. What are we going to do after that?
3: We'll probably just throw things at a fan and see kind of what happens. Yeah, that, actually, by then, actual football will be starting, so that's incredible. That's true. We might the have Hall some preseason of- jibber-jabber to go over. News you know and the notes. the Hall of Fame game is this week, right? Yeah, Thursday, right? Or is yeah. it Sunday? Yeah, yeah Thursday. it's here.
1: Thursday. Thursday. It's go time, baby! I was all go pumped.
4: Time. I was all pumped about it, and then I I threw on like Game Pass of last year's Hall of Fame game, and uh, <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, Gabbert throwing to Brayton Golden." <laughs> I yeah. lasted one series.
3: Yeah,
1: right, it's well, immediate that's...
3: regret, but DFS gold.
1: Dude, I I always get so excited about it, and then turn it on and do the exact same thing, it's Kevin. So I'm like, bad. Like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> Um, Such bad football. (laughs) But I'm so starved. I I still haven't watched my recorded Pro Bowl. Maybe I'll watch that uh, Wednesday or something so I can actually, you know, get some value out of the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, Well – Let's, let's uh, go ahead and tell you guys about our listeners-only 30% discount to rotoviz NFL Pass. That's through the NFL podcast homepage. That's rotoviz.com slash podcast. A reminder, your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and also helps support this very pod right here. Uh, you can contact us via email. That's rotovizradio at gmail.com. Or on Twitter, you can slide into those DMs at Radio. Uh, and a reminder that RotoViz Radio and its fantastic collection of podcasts are now available on both Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. I'd venture to guess you're listening to us on one of those right now. Uh, you can find us. Uh, along with the rest of the RotoViz shows at a RotoViz Radio. And we, we also have our own individual feed. If you're just like, all I want are these guys, uh, you can simply search the Dynasty Tradecast, a RotoViz fantasy football podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or any of your favorite podcast apps. Uh, so just make sure you click subscribe and leave us a rating or review. Uh, Dan, speaking of ratings and reviews, we got several of them um, in people trying to win the $35 uh, My FFPC best ball entry.
3: That we did, and there was uh, there was a few nice words, some direct quotes that I don't think technically qualified. We're talking to you, Derek. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, we it was it was nice to see people say nice things about Nathan uh, rather than I mean, we just normally talk negatively about him, anyways. Um, but to well, get some of uh, get some of that hate, you know, washed away, and and now we're free and clear. I think I think we're golden. Yeah, I mean, he he's he literally is paying people to be nice to him. <laughs> Is
1: what's happening. He has literally made a contest where someone wins something of value and he's made it. You have to compliment Nathan to get in. So it's the podcasting
3: version of buying followers. Yeah.
1: I I think I got a vision of what Nathan was like in high school here with this contest. (laughs) Paying Uh, people off in lunches. Yeah, he's like, yeah, exactly. Exactly right. He's like, you want my milk? You can sit here.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Nathan
1: yeah uh, all right uh let's go ahead and just dive into it uh so our first team is going to be the san francisco 49ers um uh, so i'll just throw to you kevin first uh being our guest you uh you have to pick one to target and one to fade out of that offense what would you what would
4: you say so i my philosophy in general is that I want to fall back-assward into running backs. So I, I'm going to pick one of the breeder or Joe Williams. If you're telling me to pick one, I'll pick Williams. Uh, really low cost, um, has a potential to break out fourth-round rookie pick that Shanahan traded up for that we all – I believe he banged the backs. table is
1: what it was. I think yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, smashing tables.
4: Smashing <laughs> tables.
3: <laughs> exactly.
4: But, you know, um, we all joke – but. But kind of that joking in the fantasy football Twitter community, if you will, kind of probably depressed his price a little bit because people thought it was a joke just to go inquire acquire him. So I think it's he he's a reasonable cost, so I'd probably target him just to kind of – like if I pumped wide receivers, say, in the last couple of years in my startup drafts and I'm looking to hit big on a running back, I think he, he could be one that's low cost, high reward.
1: Yeah, that's I I like that uh, I like that pick a lot actually. I kind of forgot about Joe Williams, and I ha- I have him on several teams, but his his valuation really pumped up there off of that preseason hype, and then it just he, once he got injured, it was just all over there. So, um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. If if he does become the guy, and I mean the Jarek McKinnon hype train is ridiculous. So
3: oh, you watch it. Yeah, all right.
1: But, Actually, we can just we can go right into my cell right now. It's Jarek McKinnon there's, there's I mean, pocket.
3: honestly, that because of the hype, that should be everyone's sell. As much as I love him, and I have him so many places, I bought pre San Francisco signing. I think I bought one post San Francisco signing before it got really crazy. But yeah, I mean, even, as much as I love him, that's that's a pretty hard sell. Even though they did pay him the market, you know, with the big increase in salary <clears throat> this year. I mean, the money had to be there, and they went and got their guy. He's going to catch a bunch of passes, but I don't see him as a three-down guy forever. Maybe maybe one year while while Williams and Breida kind of figure everything out. Um, but I think, honestly, Breida's been looking f- from all reports, and obviously it's all speculation, but in camp looking like the real deal. So I think, I think uh, mid-season this could be an actual battle between the three of these guys, assuming health and assuming that they're all getting touches and the ability to show off what they can do. So uh, I I do believe that Jarek is the the easy sell in this offense though.
1: Yeah. I mean, and and McKinnon right now, just for for everybody's knowledge is going in the middle of the third round. I mean, you can have Corey Davis or McKinnon, um, which is a little bit crazy. You can have Juju Smith-Schuster or McKinnon. Um, To me, that's that's a little rich for my blood. He's going several picks in front of like T.Y. Hilton, Brandon Cooks. and, And for me, I I think I I I value all of those players over him. So, um, I guess Dan, did you give your? I guess you already did give your buy. So now I have to give a buy.
3: No, I didn't give a buy. I gave I gave my sell in in uh, McKinnon. Feel free to do. No, I just I just said for, everything's looking good, and this could be a little bit clustered come mid wasn't. I'm not necessarily going out and buying Brita. I've acquired a few shares because there were throw-ins, which, I mean, that's, that's the type of throw-in you should be looking for when you're looking to balance rosters or uh, you're like, hey, I just need a little bit of sugar on top or something like that. Guys like that are the ones that you want because there's so much upside. And even though if you're going back and just saying, hey, I need a little sugar on top, you are going to accept that trade anyways. <laughs> you know what I mean, For um, sure. but if you can get that one more guy just as a- as a throw in that's so huge, and you have so much free upside there um so that was my Brita take i'm not I'm not gung ho Brita, but i do I do like stashing both of those guys, both he and Williams just because of potential
4: i, I think just to add in there, I think what what's built in something Ryan McDonalds talked about a lot is that the hype builds on the hype and then the hype builds on the hype, and it's like we already like the player. Now we're just talking about that we like the player, and that talking adds to the hype of his player getting out of control, out of cost, getting out of control. So really what that hype is built on in part is that we want to buy Shanahan. So Kyle Shanahan with these running back magic and and his scheme running those offensive lines and, and the zone, whatever he, scheme he's running, we want to buy that backfield. And if you want to get a cheap piece of it, the way to do that is, like you said, get Brita, get Joe Williams on a deal that you were going to accept anyway. I love doing this, like, um, not to go off topic, but like Keenan Allen. When I acquire Keenan Allen, I'm nine out of the ten times willing to pay more than that person even is asking me to give up to acquire. I'll say, yeah, let, let's make this even by throwing in a couple, couple of these, like you said, cherry and top type players. So those are ideal candidates for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I totally messed up your intro. By the way, I should have thrown in "Keenan Allen enthusiast" at the front.
4: Be, that's for sure. Truther, you know. Yeah. I love Dude. when my I love when my quote unquote title becomes Keenan Allen Truther, and then a year later, it's Keenan Allen fanboy. You know,
5: because <laughs> he blew up
4: to you know just you're an over fanboy. So I, I love I love those transitions. Freeman Fuller, you name them.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I think you're in great company here. I know that I personally am also a Keenan Allen fanboy, and Dan is as well. So Time's you're three.
3: Um,
1: yeah, you're you're in you're in good company. Um uh, I'll just go ahead and list my buy and and probably just on value alone, and I'll say George Kittle's uh probably the person I would go with. And that's a player with like a twelfth round valuation with nice upside. Uh looks like a good opportunity here. So um he's a player that I think though it's not exactly a secret. I think the word is out that he's like kind of a, a player to buy this year, but Um, I think he's coming into what his third year now, uh, 24 years old. So I, I, I still like the upside and I think this is a potential breakout for him. And the price tag is very palatable. If he, if he busts and you know, I paid the same price tag as Gio Bernard for him, it'll be fine.
4: Yeah. I think that's a sharp buy. So um just to, I think rounded out my only fade I- I'm not going to jump on the McKinnon you guys already did that and we beat <laughs> a little
1: bit well, because that's the right thing.
4: So in Superflex I'm fading Jimmy G. Um I think he, in Superflex July Dynasty League Leaguefootball.com ADP um Jimmy G's going after uh or before I should say right before Kirk Cousins. So Jimmy G's upside is Kirk Cousins. Uh, I'll just buy Kirk Cousins for the same price. Uh, and uh, it's easy for me to free Jimmy G at that price.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Jimmy G hype is getting pretty insane. And I mean, in, we say it all the time. I mean, I like Jimmy G and I like the the upside. I liked paying almost nothing for him when he was at Brady's backup and him sure. catapulting in value. That was terrific. But now with him being the QB3 or something absurd like that in fantasy, um, I, that's, I'm just going to have to draw the line there as well. Um, I do wish he was a bit more – I do wish I had bought – more uh more shares of him back in the day but because now he's just worth a pile and pretty much all my leagues are super flex leagues uh I think his value is essentially what Andrew Luck's value is right now which uh granted that's pretty depressed but still that's uh if you had said if you had said to me two years ago that Jimmy Garoppolo's value was equal to Andrew Luck's value I would have called you absolutely nuts
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean that's crazy But, you know, in the DLF mocks, he's a little bit all over the place. So there was one mock he went uh, 24th overall in the Superflex uh, mock. And then there was one that he went 54. So there's a quite big um, discrepancy there. But the average that he went at was overall 38, which is, you know, this is after Mahomes, uh, after Stafford, Goff, Garoppolo. Then you hit Cousins um, and Mariota came after so I'd rather Cousins and Mariota before Jimmy G.
1: Yep, and I think that, I think that's just more of what we what you just said. It's just the hype building on hype is, yeah. is I think what you, I mean. Exactly. And to be fair, Jimmy G looked great, and I think he can be the starter. But does that mean he's the second coming of Christ? Probably not. <laughs> so or
4: this first, is like right? he, you know, he's the opposite of Bortles, and maybe we could talk about Bortles later. Like
1: when actually good. But,
4: well, he's a quarterback <laughs> wins guy, but through. What, seven touchdowns in six games? It's yeah. not that Jimmy G blew the doors off. I mean, he won games, which is great. You know, if we, if we got fantasy points for wins, I'd be all over it. But, I mean, a six-game sample, he threw touch, seven touchdowns. I mean, that's not exactly,
1: fantasy oh, my goal. God,
4: this guy can go 35 touchdowns.
1: Yeah, totally. Um all right, let's let's go ahead and pivot um to the team of of who you would who we, who you would rather have over Jimmy G and that's the uh the Minnesota Vikings. Um Dan, I'll kick to you here and just uh get your you can you can take your pick here whether your target or fade.
3: Um I'll start with my target. It, it was originally going to be Dalvin, but then looking back at his AEP and things like that, it's getting to be really really high. So then I'll go with my second choice and it's actually going to be LaQuan Treadwell. Oh. No. Um, He, honest to God, he's, I've, I've watched quite a bit of Minnesota coverage. I've, I follow some guys that literally have videotaped every practice when it's available and he looks good. His routes look clean. His hands are strong. He looks fast. He looks healthy. Um, obviously again, all speculation and all just guys running around in shorts. Obviously today was, I think the first day of pads at Vikings camp, maybe yesterday, either way, or not yesterday. It might have had to been today. Um, But it looks good. Uh, He looks he looks like he's finally kind of understanding the NFL a little bit. And Stefan Diggs still doesn't have a contract. And even though he does have the Minneapolis miracle or the Minnesota miracle uh, under his belt as as just kind of a way to pay himself. um, I don't know that he sticks around because I don't know that they're going to have the cap room to sign him to sign Anthony Barr and to bring back everybody they need to bring back to keep this team relevant. So I think maybe we see a little bit of a Laquan Treadwell breakout this year, even though we may see pass attempts in Minnesota be on the lower side because of how strong that defense is. Um, but I, I believe that you can get Treadwell for next to nothing right now still, even yes. though he was a first-round pick. And now, I mean, again, kind of the throw-in thing. You're, we, he was throwaway material and during last year, and I could honestly see a, a breakout season this year. Not like huge numbers, but – a start to an actual career. I mean, at his
1: valuation, I mean, if he turns into a wide receiver three, you made out like a um, But I'm, I don't know. I, I've, I'm just not sure I'm buying into it, but this is always what I say right before somebody breaks out. So go <laughs> forth and buy Treadwell. <laughs> uh, so, you
4: know, with Treadwell real quick on, on players like that, me and Jacob Road do this all the time where we say the in incubation period, right? So this is a high draft capital player. That's now value has fall completely off a cliff.
1: Yep. So I can buy him
4: in, in, quote, unquote, this incubation period where people have gotten impatient. I mean, it's only, what, two, three years. Yeah, th- th- this is his
1: third period.
4: year, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm perfectly okay buying him. He's worth a roster spot. But I think the only asterisk, maybe, Eric, if you have any hesitation, is you can only have so many of these guys in your roster, right? Let's say you have a dinosaur roster that's 24, 25, 26 type level uh, depth. You can't have, you know, John Ross, Mike Williams, Treadwell. How many are you going to fill at the back end and you got to pick your poison, which one you want to actually stash. But I think Treadwell could be one of those players depending on your league, like we talked about before, um, Dan, when you were saying about throw-ins. You know, if you have a deal that you're going to accept anyway, Treadwell's a good guy to try to add on, right?
1: Absolutely. And, I mean, just from a buy standpoint, it is kind of tough to argue with just because he's free and the draft yeah. capital's there. Well he's, uh, so he's
3: he's like 215 216 overall on ADP surrounded by guys like Chad Williams, Kevin White, uh Danny Amendola. <laughs> so, I mean, but I mean, yeah, I mean like I, I, Kevin
1: White's exactly the same thing though. It's like a guy who's had super high draft capital that's it, I think in the same draft class if I'm not mistaken or maybe one after. A year
4: prior. One mm-hmm. before.
1: Uh, but I mean that's another guy who 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 has all the opportunities in the world to 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 break yeah, out, so
3: yeah, absolutely. Kevin White's also three mm-hmm. years older than LaQuan Treadwell. LaQuan Treadwell's only twenty three years old. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, he's also a, he's a dynasty all that's for sure. Um, <laughs> Kevin White is a dynasty mima. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Uh, all right, I'll I'll go into my buy, and this is uh, for Kevin's love for Keenan Allen. This is a player that I have so much love for, and have on essentially every roster, and that's Stefan Diggs, um, a player that I think even at twenty one is uh, still has a lot of room for growth. I think that he he flashes the capabilities of being a first round overall wide receiver. Not maybe that's a little bit of a stretch, but certainly the beginning of the second round, uh, pushing, pushing, dare I say, Keenan Allen, uh, changing the guards with like Julio and the older guys, AJ green, all that. So he's a player that I like and, and I think can win games. And especially if he blows up, I think his, he's actually got a very high upside in my eyes. So a player that I just, for the fact that I have on every single team is still a buy for me.
3: Yeah, massive upside. I, I'm I'm a big fan of Stefan Diggs as well. I um I, I think I had in a couple articles where I compared him to uh, Odell Beckham and to Antonio Brown because right. he has that kind of upside. We just need him to stay on the field. He need him to be healthy. Uh, we need to know what his future is. I would like for him that him to sign that long term contract, even though it would hurt my buying of Le'Quan Dreadwell. Um, but that's one of those things that kind of sticks with me is is that we don't know exactly where he'll be, even though I do believe in the, in the talent. I loved him before You you know, I loved him in college, loved him coming out, great landing spot, and he kind of worked his way in. So now, now we're kind of seeing the fruit of all of that. But at the same time, we, I want to see him out there for 16 games. I don't want to see any of this 12 game, 11, whatever it is. I don't want to see him missing all that time, just like we would with anybody. Uh, but before I throw my chips in the middle, I, I need to know that he can be healthy.
1: I, I, one other thing that I like about him this year, and and I, obviously health is something, but you could have made that argument about Keenan too. Is like you need to see him on the field, um, but uh, but I think Kirk Cousins coming in this year is an is is awesome, um, like a high a high volume passer ideally uh, this season, and a guy who just kind of slings it. I think that that melds well with Diggs, and yeah, not I something think- he's had before.
4: For me, the really the the escalation I want to see is Diggs really being that target hog. I think it's tough with Thielen there. It kind of dilutes him quite a bit um, that these two become a top, you know, top 20 type receivers. They don't become top, you know, five, right? Like when when you're hitting the ceiling, like Keenan Allen and stuff like that, that's top five, which I think it's going to be hard for Diggs to hit that 125 to 150 target. to, to really just say that, you know, Cousins is going to want to drill him because I think Cousins is going to want to throw to Rudolph too. So, and yeah. Cook can receive too. So there's just a lot of miles to feed in an offense like Dan mentioned, that is going to have a defense. that's going to be really good. So, you know, this, uh, you know, that's a, it's a, it's a tough offense. You know, it's, it, it should be really good, but it's just tough. And Diggs who I really like one thing to add on what Dan was saying is Diggs was a five-star recruit, um, Going yep. into college, right from high school to college, he was a Debbie guy that I bought in kitchen sink for nothing, and then I ended up uh, throwing him back in the pond when he didn't break out right away. But oh no,
1: yeah, <laughs> no, I got no. a, you
4: know, uh, uh, someone not not to be named Ryan McDowell. I traded like uh, uh, I got Freeman and Diggs in the throwing deal for like Matt Forte or something like that, and it, it was like uh, Diggs was just a throwin, and and uh, he went to be a uh, I, I think I released Digs on a like a UFA type thing, he, zero contract, and they threw him back in the pool. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I think Diggs is okay. You buy at at cost, and he's going to return that value, right? I don't know that he's going to like escalate to a ceiling, and I don't think his floor will fall out be, beneath you, right? So it's a safe buy, and you pay in at cost, and and. You know, maybe he has a little bit of upticks upside, but I don't, I don't think, I don't see top five. I think it
1: can happen, but we'll see. I don't
3: know. if it <laughs> so ever the, does. the The other part that um, that you were mentioning earlier, Kevin, with Rudolph, uh, and, and I think he's going to be a, an even bigger part of this offense again, assuming health, because he's somebody else that struggled with injury. Because now you bring in Filippo who is a tight end guy. Uh, we saw him with Ertz and Burton in uh, in philly and now we get another big time tight end in tyler rudolph so i think that kind of takes away from any of the real big upside receiving in this offense i think it kind of caps everyone because like you said they're gonna throw to cook they're gonna throw to Diggs and into Thielen. we know that and they're gonna throw to rudolph so um i don't see anybody having a huge target hog season Um, but I think they're all going to be very productive and very useful. I think you have a tight end one. I think you have two wide receiver twos and I think you have an RB one. So it should be a really good offense, even with limited snaps, because they have what's going to be a probably pretty efficient offense. I know it's tough to just say that they're going to be an efficient offense, but because of the talent they have surrounding and the team getting better and the offensive coordinator getting better, uh, I I think they'll be able to do a lot with. Uh, you know, with not very much.
4: Sure. So, tie in all everything you just said, I'll share you my buy real quick. Is Rudolph? Um, yep. I, I definitely like him in this offense. I think he's low cost. He he's a mid tier type tight end that I think could jump in, maybe not into that top tier of the tight ends, but at least sniff it. Like he could be tight end four, right? Yeah. I think he could be that. You know, that top end of that second tier. And, you know, I had Cynthia Freeland on my podcast and she gave me some stats really great about Cousins liking to throw in the red zone, but Reed wasn't there and healthy to do it. And he didn't really have the weapons to throw there. And then um, conversely, whoever was throwing the ball in Minnesota wasn't doing well in the red zone. So this kind of a match made in heaven there with Cousins and Rudolph in the red zone. Um, And then for my fade, I'm going to cheat and say Kendall Wright. Because I really don't want to fade anyone in this offense. <laughs> yeah. That was actually—I'm sorry to be this joke guy, but you know, you list guys like Cousins, Cook, you know, Diggs, Thielen, even Treadwell. I think is a great buy pick, and Rudolph. I, I'm kind of pro on this offense, to be honest with you. So if I have to fade one, I'm fading Kendall Wright.
1: And, and actually, I was going to make a statement when if if I'd gotten to speak on that first, and and I was going to say the exact same thing, Kevin. I was going to say I really, I think the value, the valuation of all of these players seems about right, um, and I don't think I really want to fade any of them. Um, I mean, I I guess if I'm just looking at like people I have on my roster, uh, I don't have any treadwell, so I guess I'm fading that. But it's tough <laughs> to fade a, It's tough to fade a guy who's like going like 220th overall it's pretty like that's it's a tough argument like all right if you like him and think he has any upside cool that's great like that's there probably is some upside there in that
3: yeah i'm i'm totally in agreement with both of you guys there's not really anyone i i want to fade or i want to sell here um but if my hand's forced i think that guy is Dalvin cook yeah just because he's sneaking in in some places in that late first which i entirely understand you know, elite college tape. He he showed it in very limited time last year. Poor uh, but but right now you can get Julio Jones instead of Dalvin Cook according to ADP. So if we yep. use that as market, uh, you fluff it a little bit. Maybe you add something. You can get virtually Julio for Cook as a straight up swap. And and I, you know, as a wide receiver guy personally, I I'm, I'm going to take Julio there. Um, I'm probably even taking Devontae Adams, and I'm probably even taking AJ Green. And those guys are you know four, five, six, seven picks later. So. Um, if if I'm forced to, I'm I'm selling or fading uh, Dalvin Cook. And I, and I think this is
1: what we always talk about on this show, and I feel like we always do this with the running backs that are that are really high up there. There's just not that much of a place for them to go, and they and when even when they get to the top, they don't stay there that long. Um, it, with maybe Le'Veon Bell being there for what the last three, actually I guess no, not even because he was suspended for a bit. So I mean, they kind of just fluctuate up and down, up and down. Todd Gurley was a second round pick last year, and now he's like third overall pick. So um, it's kind of funny to see, but yeah, th- I agree. It's like, take, take the value when you can get it, especially if it's a late first round valuation in a startup. I think, I think that's a fine sell as well. Anyway, guys, All right, let's move on. Um, and let's talk about uh, Nathan's Nathan's poor, sad team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I will go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and throw to you, Kevin. Uh, I was going to steal it myself, but no, I'm going to, I'm going to be generous. Give it to you.
4: So I'll start with my buy. I I'm gonna go Braid, which is gonna be contrarian a little bit. So I think OJ Howard steals the show there quite a bit and he's been stealing it for the last year or two. You know, last season I remember I was buying Braid. People kept making fun of me saying that oh Braid's gonna be a waiver wire guy and OJ Howard's just gonna blow by him, but lo and behold, he was still getting the red zone. Target, so I like Brait. I'll I'll say he's a buy at his low cost, uh, and yeah, and, uh, and not that it OJ is a fade, but I just think his price is up there, and and the discount is great.
1: And I mean, because because when you're when you're looking at this this price tag for differentiation, it's I mean. It's a little bit, it's a little bit vast, but I mean, yeah, you've got Howard who, who granted is a, is an up and coming stud, but also has been doing a ton of blocking in his, in his first season flashed a little bit at the end of the season. But, uh, but Brate still seems to be kind of the guy there. Um, I concur with you, Kevin. He was, uh, he was one of my buys last off season. I'm, I'm starting to actually think he starts becoming a sell. Do you not? do you not worry that Howard kind of develops further as we go here and, and Brate kind of loses his spot in this offense?
4: Uh, there's so many people that we've been saying that about for so many years. Uh, I'll just keep collecting the fantasy points at a low cost. And if it happens, it happens. But, you know, yeah. the the onus is actually on the OJ owner because you paid a cost that you need him to come through. Yeah, I paid a cost of break that was waiver wire material. I mean, yeah. I got a kitchen sink for like nothing. I mean, that's tight end premium and he he started weeks for me that it gave me a good floor. So the onus really isn't on me. If he fades, he fades. I don't care. I've streamed him with Rudolphs and other people. But if you bought OJ, that you actually invested in him, you, the onus is if for you to you have to have him break out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is it is always one of the funniest things with tight ends. Uh, if I if if you listen closely right now, you can still hear uh, Ladarius Green going to overtake no. Antonio Gates. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Ellen
1: still hurts that one's, <laughs> that, one's that one actually you can still hear people thinking that right now that it's just a, just another couple of years till he retires you know i might,
3: I might shed a tear here um <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking more on Brait, and, and as much as i do like oj howard um Breit is signed through 2023 and on a sizable contract uh well, I like, think, at,
1: but i think they can get out they can get out once i think they i think the way that the contract's written they can get out At each year for almost nothing, so I think it's like really just like a series of one-year deals. I believe
3: that's that's about right. Um, The only issue is they're paying seven million dollars every year to be a pass-catching tight end. Um, We we talked about the you know OJ Howard just kind of being that guy. He was kind of thrust into the blocking role, and like you said, Eric, he broke out at the end of the year. But I absolutely love Braid. Absolutely love Braid as a buy here. Um, Not my sorry oh, go, go ahead, ahead. Go i ahead. was gonna say starting
1: to, i mean just from a price tag standpoint though i mean he's not oh yeah i guess he is that he's trying to before right now never, never mind never mind never mind he is that cheap yep definitely buy sorry i, I accidentally <laughs> misread
3: the adp and i was like
1: oh he's like not that bad i'm like oh he actually he's great just but, yeah. keep
3: punching that horse while it's down
1: yeah. i have a lot of braids so i'm not mad about this
3: it's a good it's a good uh a person to have a lot of um I'm going to start actually with my sell. I do like the break by that's not my buy, but I'm going to go just directly. I'm going for the jugular uh, cut all ties with Jameis Winston. Wow. No, thank you. Hard fate. I don't care that he's young. I don't care that he's put up some recent and solid um, fantasy seasons. I've got no interest in Jameis Winston. Um, I just, I don't feel like he's going to be their quarterback for very long. I really don't. And I'm just not interested. I'm
1: on yeah. board. Yeah, I'm I'm not on board with that. I think he's I think he's there for the for the long haul, guys.
4: Oh, what's his upside, Bortles?
1: He's
3: actually I, bad, Eric. He's, he's actually not good. good.
4: He's bad. That's
3: the problem. People think he's good. What's <laughs> right. his upside?
4: I mean, I think I think
1: I think his upside is QB QB 6 to 8.
3: No way. I and mean, we have to have a ton of rushing input. He,
4: yeah, so this is one thing I I pointed out last the last offseason with Winston is his fantasy production went down when they stopped letting him run into the end zone. He, there was a point in time where he looked like he was going to be Cam Newton with all these Russian touchdowns, which looked great. But then they stopped and they kept trying to have him like, I mean, remember what, would, what game was that where he threw that brutal, I think it was a preseason, but he threw that brutal picks uh, in the end zone. And it, it was like he was so confused, he didn't know what to do. He they were like, Oh no, I won't I'm gonna run it in the end zone. And then he stopped, twisted his ankle and threw a pick. Because they had his head all twisted up. And now he's throwing like I mean uh Eric, what would you say his touchdown upside is gonna be? Pat throwing the ball
1: twenty six to thirty. Uh, that that He's seems uh, that does seem like nice upside yeah <laughs> that's
3: peak though that's that's if everything goes correctly yeah.
1: no I mean you guys you guys are making valid points here <laughs> and that's it breaks my heart because I own them in a lot of places but no you're you're I I think you I think you might be right actually now that I'm thinking about it and it's hurting. and us. the unfortunate
4: part the, here's what the, the part that in all sincerity I feel bad about is that people bought them in Dynasty especially superflex they bought them as the next Cam newton and you paid yeah. that premium price you didn't get him cheap and then you know if he just fades out right so that's the that's the difficult part is that you paid that premium you're holding on tight and it's hard to let go which i don't blame you because that that's a premium price that you paid so
1: when i think i think you can actually i mean i still have people cuz i own i own winston in a lot of leagues and i i do still have a lot of people come in making trade offers for him that are of reasonable value so are they all
4: Nathan?
1: Um, no, 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 no. They're not actually.
4: <laughs> it's just Nathan. It's all. It's, Nathan. <laughs> it's just Nathan
1: in the three leagues. We're in. Damn it! You're right. <laughs> that checks out. Um, all right. Um, I'll go ahead and and uh, I'll go ahead and I guess list my fade in uh, in response to this. And this is a uh, this is going to maybe is a player that I also don't really own much of a guy who I loved in the in the preseason or in the uh, like pre-draft and then. Um, his, the hype has gotten a little crazy in places and times, and that is Ronald Jones is a player that I think that this opportunity here in here in the in the Bucks offense is is getting hyped on and then getting hyped on that he's going to be this bell cow. Um, and I'm not sure I see that at all. Um, granted, the draft capital is there with the second round draft pick, but um, I, I think it's starting to get crazy. I mean, you're seeing I've seen him go as high as like the 105 in, in drafts. Um, I've heard of him going higher, but I haven't seen that. Um, and for that valuation, I'll just pass. And I, I didn't draft him anywhere. I was hoping to pick him up at, like, the end of the first, and it just never happened.
3: I'm a big Ronald Jones guy, so this this uh, this kind of hurts, Eric. Yeah. Um, well, do I, come on. <laughs> his, his price start. did creep up there a little bit. Uh, I Dude, will say that he
4: did get a... throw perspective, Chaba Jones, they're going back-to-back, back. basically ADP brothers in yeah. uh, July uh, DLF startup. so... Uh, Ron Jones is 48 overall. Chubb's 49
1: overall. Then I would much rather have Chubb.
4: <sighs> I think that's...
3: I think, I that's I the I think Jones on. has a better...
1: Yeah. Sorry, you think Jones has a better what?
3: Better opportunity, opportunity. honestly. I don't, think, I don't think Cleveland is going to be ripe for a a lead dog. I think they're always going to have a, a committee backfield, as most places are going to now. Um, that just kind of seems to be the way the NFL is trending, but... Short term, Ronald Jones seems real plausible to have a stranglehold on it.
1: No, and I mean I can't disagree with that, and and maybe and maybe I'm being silly and saying like he's clearly got a lock, but I, I also don't know that like they're 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 gonna keep either Sims or um, who's the other pass catcher there? I can't recall Barber. Uh, Barber, yeah, no, Barber's more the bell cow. Who's the other? Oh, that's gonna drive me nuts.
3: No one relevant.
1: Yeah. Well,
4: regardless, <laughs> Jeremy McNichols.
1: There's going to be somebody there oh, who's. No. No, I don't
4: and, think he's moved on.
1: Um, no, he has. He has. I'm not sure where he is actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't know that he's gonna be a bell guy, but maybe I'm overthinking it. Because I mean, if you get if you promise me two years of production of a running back, then that's all I that's all I really care about. So if that's the, the case. I think the
4: contest here that helps frame this a little bit is that if you believe if you're more of a quote unquote talent, Dynasty players that you're just saying, I, I put more of my chips and more of my evaluation and, and money banking on, quote unquote, talent pushing through any situation, then I can understand your point of view. But I think where me and Dan maybe come from is that we value opportunity maybe a little bit more than you are. And I think Ronald Jones, even with maybe a notch less talent, say, than Chubb, that opportunity catapults some past where Chubb might be.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and I think it's a valid argument. I'm, it's it's just sure. a player that, if I'm being honest to the listeners, I don't own anywhere, and and I the price tag is one that kind of makes me cringe a bit at that like that 105 range. Uh, so real quick,
4: I think the only piece of this that we're missing before you move on to the Redskins is Godwin. I think is my my fade. I, I, he's gotten a lot of hype. You got the Harmon, and all that. Uh, I think Deshaun Jackson still keeps him down. I think the two tight ends there, I think they're going to try to throw it around Ronald Jones. And Jameis is is missing three games anyway, and that's iffy to begin with. So I'm not sure how much they can support the third, fourth receiving option in that offense. And I'm fading Godwin.
1: Yeah, and and the Godwin hype has gotten a bit out of hand. I mean, what is he worth now? A, a, A Late first? Late future first in his, in the hype that's going on
3: right I think now. That's what it'll take to pull him away for sure. Yeah, I mean yeah, he's still being drafted around a hundred or so. Um, yeah, being drafted after like Randall Cobb, Jamal Williams, Josh Doxon around Emmanuel Sanders, Marquise Goodwin. So, I mean that that's second round territory for sure, right? I mean that's really like you're going to need a late first to get him away from an yeah, order. Exactly, that's the And that's that's what I was, yeah. that's, that's what I was to thinking too. First.
1: And that 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 tag just seems kind of crazy for a guy who's done essentially nothing.
3: I actually do like Godwin, but I I do. I I think that price tag is is uh, too much, especially considering that that offense is going to be run into the ground. I think. I mean, Um, he's a nice
1: upside piece, but that's that's all you're talking about. I mean, if I'm if I'm buying an upside piece, I'm not paying a first round draft pick for it.
3: Yeah, that's no. Yeah, you need to buy low. Uh, I think. I think uh, maybe it's a slow start to the season. I think we see Evans and and Djax and the running game kind of take over. Um and I think Godwin kind of came on a little bit late last year. So I think if you can kind of hold off for a little while, maybe he co- becomes a buy after 6 or 8 weeks. Uh once he kind of has forgotten about and not really used all that much and if you believe in the talent, then go buy then, but right now, yeah, I'm not I'm not comfortable spending a, a late first or really even an early second to go get him.
1: All right, let's move on to the skins. Um as uh, as Kevin alluded to here and I'll I'll just kick back to Kevin here and see um who you have as a knowledge pick which one you want to do your fade or your buy
4: so my buy is definitely these receivers it's a tough pick between Crowder and Doxson but I, I like them both um if I had to pick one I'd say Doxson just because I think he has a little bit lower cost I haven't checked recently but I think he's one of those uh incubator players that I talked about where people fade him a little bit um high draft pick you know good value i think he's going to be a big part of the offense he could lead that team in targets
3: and uh he's a buy for me just for reference um doxson is going two full rounds later than Jamison crowder there you go
1: yeah no, i I like that doxson pick as well um i I think that that's a, a low a low risk buy um Unless you've got somebody who took him like 103 overall and has been just clinging on for dear life like you talked about and is like, nope, he's mine. He's mine forever.
4: <laughs> I think he has a hot take for you. I, you guys are really good for uh, hot takes on this podcast for sure. But uh, I think Doxson is what Pryor wanted – people wanted Pryor to be in this offense. I think he, he's 100-target 100, 100 floor easy um i i think he certainly could be a red zone threat and i think he's everything that people wanted prior to be
1: i mean i don't know that that's that hot of a take i think it's fair uh but yeah the prior really did fizzle out didn't he i know I, I remember being on this podcast arguing if he was worth a first or not
3: He wasn't worth a third i wouldn't have given anything for terrell Pryor. that i was so anti pryor last year that it just wasn't even funny I had some guy in my mentions telling me that he was going to go for 1,400 and like 10 touchdowns. And it's just like, dude, you're nuts. You, you, you absolutely should be checked into an asylum.
1: What's crazy is it happened. No, just kidding. It didn't happen.
3: <laughs> That's
1: bizarre, Redskin world. I don't know if he hurt that for his career. Um, can I just, I'm just going to throw a sell out there and one that I just like uh, uh, Samaji Pirine, like, get him off of your teams. I do not think he's going to turn out.
3: The is Oklahoma Bowling Ball. Though?
1: What's is that? He rosterable? Rosterable? I mean, he's on everybody's roster right now. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess I'm wrong. I guess I, I was thinking he might still have some value, and I just looked. He's got literally none. So you could drop
4: him. I think yeah. he's a
1: terrible. I, I think you're right. I think you, I think you're absolutely right. He's <laughs> this year is Matt Jones.
4: You know, it's funny. It, it's hard to fade this offense. You know, to give you give you a fade, it's hard. I, I actually individually will buy multiple pieces of this offense. I, I like Alex Smith. I like Geis. Um, maybe Geis Price um, is a bit of a fade, just because that high capital that you have to invest to get him. People, especially to go trade for him. You know, let's keep the focus on the trade cast part of yep. this. Is that if I have to go after and chase guys trade him trade for him you're gonna actually have to overpay what people paid for him so if people draft him as the 1.02 you're gonna have to beat that price right so now we're talking somewhere between Barkley and the 102 that that's really so I guess if I'm involving price Geist would be my fade but not necessarily meaning that I don't like Geist
1: yeah I mean Geist is one of those players fade wise that I just I just worry about because he's not going to be on the field for three downs and I know that's been like played into the ground but and he can still have value, but I, he's not—he's not even my number two running back in this class. I, I would—he's a guy that I've kind of been faz- another guy that I have on literally none of my rosters.
3: Yeah, like guys, I think I think he's got plenty of upside. My my issue is I think he—and and it's not that it's an issue—I feel—and not to compare him to his former teammate—I feel like he's going to be very Leonard Fournette-ish. I, I think he's going to miss a good chunk of time just because of the way that he runs. And I think the ultimate buy here, I agree with the fade. I agree with getting rid of Pirine. the ultimate buy here is Chris Thompson even though he's he's still to some head held in pretty high regard. he is going to be that third down back and I'm all about running back targets uh, but I also believe that he's going to get a good amount of hand uh, a good amount of touches um, in the backfield because I don't see guys playing 16. I don't see guys playing 14. Um, I I, I mean, do you see see Thompson doing that? I mean, I don't see that either. I see Tom. I see Thompson remaining healthy. Last year was kind of his thing. He got injured last year, but prior to that, he was a monster. He's been he's been
1: injured ever since college, right? Uh, I'm nearly positive he's been like injured every single year since. So, so which call. one
4: has that price built in? So let's say you, tr- you let's say that Thompson has an injury
1: risk, which all running backs do. Yeah, to no. Be I'm, I, to be fair, I'm not arguing that. Comparing I'm,
4: price, I mean, Guys is way higher, right? I, Dan, I think we were in pros versus Joes together, right? Yep. We drafted together. I took Thompson as one of my zero RBs. Perfect.
3: Yep. I was like, very angry when you made that selection because I was going to take him on the next corner. Yeah, <laughs> man. So
4: guys like that, I think, have the differential between where you have to pay or get even him in a trade that differential between what you have to pay to get him and what he can be in terms of like a top even top 20 running back he can produce those kind of numbers and and for guys you're buying at his ceiling you know you're buying the fact that he's going to completely dominate a 50 to 60 percent touch share based on running back carries along he's he's going to
1: be jordan howard Exactly. And he's got, yeah, exactly. And he's got to maintain his, but then is Jordan Howard's value is like eroding just ever so slightly for that reason that he's not on the field every down. Um, and then I'll just, uh, before we, before we move on, I'll just go ahead and give my buy uh, my buy here of um, I will, I will, I like Alex Smith actually as a player on this team and somebody who gets hated on and is the butt of jokes, but somebody who's been very productive recently and especially in super flex leagues, a guy that I I'm perfectly happy having as my QB two.
4: We're all in leagues together, right? We're all are we on Kitchen Sink together?
1: Yeah, I believe we are all in. No, actually, Dan is not in Kitchen Sink Four. We are all in Kitchen Cinco, I believe. Yes, uh, but all different divisions is my guess. <laughs> so, all, right,
4: not all your buys, I think I have Alex Smith.
1: Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, if we could do cross division sales, that would be great. Um, all right. Well, let's let's take a second to tell you guys about our sponsor. Um, and as I mentioned at the top of the show, that is my FFPC. Uh, the home of season long high stakes fantasy football., uh, the two thousand and eighteen NFL season's almost here, and the FFPC has a format to suit every diehard's interests and budget, whether it's best ball, superflex, or classic managed league. Uh, there are there are drafts filling up daily, starting at just the thirty five dollars entry fee. Heck, we gave away one of those today on this show., uh, so jump into a a slow or live draft today. Uh, The FFPC also features the world's greatest contest and it's awesome in a season long fantasy football. Uh, You can come to the, the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino Las Vegas this September and draft in the FFPC main event while spending opening NFL weekend in Vegas with hundreds of diehards just like you can't make it to Vegas. Then draft online from the comfort of your own home and compete for the massive $250,000 grand prize with over $2 million in total prizes in this year's contest. So don't miss the FFPC experience. Rotovis listeners go to myffpc.com and register now that's myffpc.com the home of season-long high-stakes fantasy football
5: hey sports fans football season's here and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie
1: All right, and on that note, we'll pivot. Oh, Dan's away. That's unbelievable. You're, Buffalo. He, yep, let's do that. Uh, all right, uh, so moving on to Buffalo, and, and Kevin, I'll toss to you. Uh, this is a team that was actually, I typed it out, and it was very difficult to even write out all the players because I couldn't remember who was on the team.
4: Just a bunch of throw-up, right? It's a vomit It's, of hor- roster, it's horrible. Right? Yeah. It's, it's really bad. And the one that sticks out like a thumb is LaShawn McCoy. When they got rid of... Jonathan Williams I was like what direction are they going they're trying to rebuild with the old running back and then right. build up pieces around it and then they got Calvin Benjamin to throw in with um I think what is it been I think is they're trying to rebuild that Carolina tandem of a of a hard throw and Josh Allen with with Calvin yeah. Benjamin so
1: I mean yeah, the, the, the Calvin Benjamin looks to be gone like he's deceased it's it's been brutal to watch cuz I I loved him uh, and I loved his really physical play the first like two years that he played. And I, it just seems like he's, he's not fit enough to be physical in this league right now.
4: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got that, which is an issue for sure. And then combine that with the fact that he can't handle the cannon. I think that's why the Panthers got rid of him because he couldn't actually pull in those rockets that Newton would fire. Um, you know, the arm strength of Newton was pretty good. And I, I think, Kelvin Benjamin was struggling with those passes and if you're going to bring him into Josh Allen which again hard thrower uh yeah. maybe not the, that accurate and has other issues with Josh Allen but it, he's certainly a hard thrower and mimics the, the style of Cam Newton um if 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 not uh just a shadow of a cam newton version if you will but yeah, absolutely it's that, just a it's just a, a messy situation for sure but if i have yeah, to pick a buy i would say charles clay uh particularly yeah. in dynasty uh leagues where you, you're looking for a tight end premium
1: i mean i think he's really the only buy that can even there can even be on this team um unless you want to make like a, a hedge against mccoy's health with chris ivory i mean that those are like the only two buys i could it's even see it's not very
4: exciting is it
1: no, no, that's a that's a very boring take. That's a cold take, I believe, is what that is, Kevin. Yeah, uh, yeah. this but, is
4: this. You know, we had the Vikings and we had the Redskins, where we were struggling to choose a fade, right? Yep. This is uh, we're stumbling
1: over each other trying to pick a fade. Right?
3: <laughs> exactly. You should, you should have heard my takes about the New York Jets.
1: Yeah, that was, it was, it, this is identical, though. I mean, it, it, it does, when you look at the players they have, you really wonder what the organization is even trying to accomplish <laughs> here. You're like, what are you guys doing? Uh, so, I mean, I, the sell, I, I agree, is is LaShawn McCoy, old running back who's probably going to be productive this year, but get the value while you can because that value is going to be eroding. Uh, he is not going to get any more valuable than he currently is. Uh, every dynasty offseason, he is going to creep down another couple rounds till he is just gone. Um, which is the way that uh, the dinosaurs go to die in the NFL um, and in our game. And, and LaShawn McCoy is staring at that cliff, I think. So uh, get what you can for him. He's still got a lot of name value because he's been in the league so long. So uh, that seems like an easy choice. Dan, you got any other – you, you want to buy any of these other uh, turds here or are you, you
3: well, I the love Charles Tra- Clay? <laughs> I love Charles Clay. Um, he, he's been a buy for me for a few years now. Um, the only other one – and I'm – honest to God surprise I'm these words are about to come out of my mouth <laughs> is um Calvin Benjamin because what? As, bad, as bad as the quarterbacks are someone's got to catch passes there and aside from Charles Clay I think that person's gonna be Calvin Benjamin I mean he's he's a big red zone threat he's proven with Cam Newton that he can be um sort of okay uh, I've <laughs> never I've never liked him even remotely but I mean, we're talking about someone outside of the top 120, And at that point, you know, that's, that's free points, um, considering cost, you know, I mean, yeah, um, that's, that's,
1: I, I'm not going to lie, Dan. That is something I never thought I'd hear you say. say dude, that it,
3: is- it hurt to say, but that price tag is actually reasonable now. Cause he was worth so much not long ago. And now it's like, eh, here you go. Just have him. Here's a th- third <laughs> I mean, round pick. Sure. It's
1: true. Cause he was third round valuation here. Like, like, Last year was third Crazy. round evaluation. but, um, and then he, yeah, I think he broke out the very first game and looked real good. And, um, man, I traded him and something else for Keenan Allen when Keenan got hurt. And that was the greatest deal I've ever made in my entire life. <laughs> Looking back, it was, it was like week two. And I was like, and I think I'm done here. Crazy. I got ber- fun fact. I got berated on Twitter about what a bad trade it was too. So,
3: well, yeah, but Twitter's always right. So clearly, yeah,
1: no, well, I, I, I literally am the Lord of the uh, Lord of that arena, so I've created my own monster, I guess. Uh, all right let's move on to uh, to our next team, or should I say pivot Pivot Thank you uh, and uh, this is the my hometown crew, and that is the Denver Broncos. Uh, another team that's a little rough to look at um, on paper, but I think there's actually some interesting buys on this team. Uh, Dan, I'll go ahead and kick to you.
3: Cool. Um, my I actually have two buys. Uh, I'd like to say three, but that's just gonna take up everybody's content. Yes. Um, yeah, I love the wide receivers. More. I love the wide receivers still. I've loved Manny and DT for five years. Uh, I was in a selling point on DT uh, when he was peaking. It's kind of more recently uh, in like that second round valuation. That's a bit much. But now he's going for next to nothing because he's an old guy. Uh, man, yeah, he's, wor- he's worth guy.
1: roughly one Alex
3: Collins right now. <laughs> oh, dear lord. <laughs> uh, oh, man. And you know, whatever. If you're an Alex Collins guy, good. Good for you. Enjoy those like six games of points. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm I'm going to continue to buy these old guys. They're going to continue to produce. They. It, it's just. I mean, they're, they're very good players. And t- like like we talk about talent, in most cases, wins out. And now. You know, ever since Peyton Manning arm fell off, they haven't really had a quarterback. So now you bring Case Keenum in, who I don't expect anything near what we saw in Minnesota last year. But I mean, he's he's capable. He's better than what they've had. Uh, I think that's fair to say. He's easily better than Trevor Simeon. He's worlds beyond what Brock Osweiler was. So I think we see these guys have a nice rebound, even though they didn't really have that bad of a year last year. Uh, I see. I think we see them back into that high-end relevance. Not necessarily wide receiver one relevance, but I think they'll get up there. I think they'll be strong wide receiver two candidates. Um, But you're paying like wide receiver four prices, maybe wide receiver five prices, even in some cases. Yeah, I mean, and that's another. These are other
1: players that I own on so many teams, I've lost count, and they're just like they're just dynasty producers that are like they're the least sexy dynasty producers that there are, or several of them. Sanders especially is the least sexy because his values really never been that high. I think it's peaked at like a fourth round startup valuation. Maybe he hit the third round at one point, but at no point really has he ever been this sex appeal candidate, but he does. He puts up double digit points on a regular basis. Yeah. So he's a guy that I, I'm, I'm on board with you there. Um a play another player. That's that I'm, interested in and this is preseason hype and a player that i generally hate uh while we're coming out and just endorsing players that we hate dan um and that's deontay booker uh is a no, player.
3: no deontay booker no no you're not you're interested me you're off the show you, no he just, interests
1: me man I, i'm telling okay. you i don't know i don't know why he does but i'm intrigued i he's so bad I'm telling you, man. I, I, it must have been. It must be a long time since I last saw him because I'm like remembering. I'm like, man, maybe he's good, and he he catches so many balls too that it's like he's his value is in the like thirteenth round of startups. I, I think there's nice upside there.
3: I'm okay so with Booker. Booker. Is like if Kelvin Benjamin was a worse running back. Oh my lord!
4: I'm okay with Booker. The problem I think is. The, he'll have the opposite problem that C.J. Anderson had with, where they would stick with C.J. Anderson until he broke a good run. I don't think they'll stick with Booker. I think as soon as Booker has like three carries for two yards and has that low e- e- yards per carry, if you will, I think they'll they'll run Booker. A- they'll run Freeman, excuse me, and and they'll run him hot. So I think they just won't stick with him as much as they need to unless there's an injury to where Freeman. Then they'll feed Booker. Um, so I'm going to cheat and use DT as kind of a, a philosophy that I have of mine across my leagues is DT is both my fade and my buy. So, and let me explain. So
1: like, how
4: for, for, <laughs> for teams where I have aging core of my roster, like say I had Julio, AJ green in DT I'm selling and DT would be the one that I choose to fade on a roster built like that. If I have, um, a younger core that, like, say I have, like, Amari Cooper, who I am very hopeful he's going to break out and fix his issues. Yeah. I could buy a player like DT that's going to give me that wide receiver 2 type value, top 15 maybe production, that I'm still hopeful that he could actually help and give me, like, a shot in the arm until Cooper gets his act right. So I think he's a buy depending on your roster construction, and he's a sell depending on your roster construction. So I'll use DT as my fade and my buy. Interesting. So,
3: So to summarize uh, a little bit of game theory here coming from Mr. O'Brien, what he's saying folks is if you have an old core, don't blow up the whole thing, break off a piece and keep winning. Exactly. And go ahead, Eric.
1: Yep. No. And that's, um, I'll just go ahead and elaborate on that, which remember you're trying to win a championship, not build a Nathan (laughs) Powell team. Remember, don't build a Nathan Powell Powell team, win a championship.
3: (laughs) Debbie picks are great. All All right. right. Hold on. Before you can keep going, I'm still upset that you said Devontae Booker on this podcast. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I I am surprising myself. You right then proceeded now. to lie. You proceeded to lie to all eight of our listeners and tell him tell them that he catches a lot of passes. Here's the thing. He's played in 29 career games, Eric. He has caught exactly, well, maybe a little bit more than, but exactly two balls per game. Explain how that's a lot of passes.
1: It's not a lot. It's not a lot. I, I'm telling <laughs> you, it's. I, it feels irrational as I'm saying it. So I, I, I'm happy that you're picking it apart because I don't own Booker anywhere, it. but I'm like interested in it.
3: I will not roster him. You couldn't give him to me. All right.
1: Fair enough. Well, let's move on to my squad, uh, not my hometown squad, but the squad I root for that's on my Tervis right now. What's up? and that's the bangles uh fun fact for the listeners who are listening because nobody's actually watching this
3: um, uh, <laughs> i have
1: a bangles service a lot of times
3: um, we forget this isn't a video pod we yeah. we see each other but unfortunately we do a lot of things that of oh, thank god only we see
1: yeah i mean i would i would do a i would do a video pod with you gentlemen i was i was once on nathan and uh uh I was nice. on the dynasty dudes with Russ and Nathan and they ate a bunch of vegetables and it was pretty good.
4: <laughs> I miss that show so bad, man. They did one no, Chubby bunny where they stuffed all these. <laughs> in their face, man. Oh, that was such good stuff. And video. That was so good. Uh, yeah. Uh, I miss this.
1: That's too much. All right, let's go in, let's go into Cincinnati and uh, I'll just go ahead and I'll go ahead and start. Um, a buy of mine on this team is it's kind of a weird one, but uh, Tyler Croft interests me. And this is a player who I've had, I have on a lot of my rosters just as like an, a very, very end of roster who's shown to be productive um, and granted hit or miss productive, but is, is but it's free. And with Eifert still very questionable and being an injury risk considerably. So Croft's a guy that's gotten me through many a seasons uh, as a streamer of tight end. So he's a guy that I think, is free um, and you can throw on, is on actually waiver wires a lot of times, probably not anymore, but, but it's possible. And as a guy that you can get for essentially nothing that can find a way into your roster um, in all likelihood of Tyler effort getting another injury.
4: Yeah. I, I think he's a good buy. I think it's a good pros for his shows, deeper rosters. I, I, the only unfortunate part is I think that it's not necessarily that the tight end is going to be productive in that offense. Uh, and just, you're it's it's a body, I buy. Guess. Void. You know, you you're, you're buying into the the possibility that Iffred won't be there, and he could snatch up some touchdowns as your a tight end buy, which is low risk. Similar to what you said about Treadwell, it's like how am I going to argue about a free buy? I mean, this is like you're you're pretty much all upset at this point, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll say, the downside of owning Croft is the time he scores you 1.2 points and you had him in your roster. So uh, <laughs> happened to me several times last year, but he also hung up 14 on a regular basis, too.
4: Yeah, I, th- I think with, that goes with saying that, you know, like say you're in a league like Kitchen Sink where we have to start 10 guys, the buys start to hit, you got some injuries, you know, I mean... He's your tight end play, and you're not expecting much from him. He's your tenth guy, ninth or tenth guy in your roster in terms of scoring. And if he gets that one point, fine. But if he gets a ten, then it's a floor, right? And he could
3: help you um, get by on a week. Absolutely. Yeah this this roster is a a a weird one. I I do like the Croft talk. So just kind of looking down the list, you know, you have Mixon and Geo, uh, who both are guys that I really like. Uh, Mixon is pretty highly priced geo isn't so you'd think kind of just dive into geo but at the same time there's not any guaranteed touches there and then you look at uh aj green who's kind of on that that dt trajectory like kevin talked about where he's kind of my buy and sell so i don't know that i can necessarily go there um and then eifert and croft are kind of you know whoever's healthy i think is going to be a relatively productive tight end not necessarily uh, blow the doors off but um, I think going down the list, I circle back to Andy Dalton as weird as that is to say, I mean, he's, he's going, I mean, like not even being drafted in some cases, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. He's got a decent offense around him. Yes. It's still a Marvin Lewis driven garbage can, but um, I mean, based on the price, those are free points. And I, I think since we're considering super flex, that's, That's pretty relevant, and I think Andy Dalton's a really, really strong buy right now. Um, I just I think that offense has the pieces to do some really big things. Assuming, uh, well, not assuming, but you know, hoping that maybe John Ross takes a step and kind of figures out how how to play in the NFL, how to stay on the field, how to be healthy. Dear God, why did somebody write down Brandon LaFell? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, that was
1: actually just a test for Will not to say the words Brandon Tyler LaFell. Boyd's
3: still a thing. Nathan be drew, yeah. would have be drooling by now if he was yeah, here. Wait,
1: wait, for the fact, here, I'll be Nathan. Uh, my buy is Tyler Boyd. All right, perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan.
3: <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I just think at the end of the day, I, I think Andy Dalton is a clear-cut buy here so, overall. So
4: for Dalton, the question I would pose to you that people would hear this and walk away and then think, okay, well, what do I offer this guy? Because even in Superflex, if you approach a guy who owns Dalton, what are you willing to offer for him? Like it's really tough to acquire Dalton because nobody really wants to give him up because they're like, oh, he's a comfortable QB2 slash QB3. But then what are you going to do to pay to pry that guy away for in a Superflex league?
1: I but mean the va- not- the value of him is probably an early second in that situation and and honestly if I owned Dalton and you were offering me an early second I'd probably be like you know I'm just going to take the points uh, so and that's was- my point is that Dalton's kind of
4: a hard to- hard guy to sell so you you kind of have to almost overpay just to pull him away
1: I think it's a very and valid was- point because and- you know the number of times I retweet retweet wow well, retweet a trade that has <laughs> Dalton in it very low very low
3: um. So in those situations where we assume maybe early second valuation for rookie picks uh and again uh, let's let's just assume that our league allows us to trade two year rookie picks out I'll offer my 2021st if I'm in need of maybe QB2 help or I, I just maybe don't have anything maybe I'm trying to stream and I'm just looking for for some value I think the points are definitely worth the first two years out. Yes, you're selling at its lowest point, but at the same time, you're getting really valuable points, and you're potentially putting yourself on a championship. And again, we can't harp on it enough. We're here to win, so it, I'd rather take even a top three finish over a future first. You know, my, my team's going to be just fine by not having that one year's pick, um, assuming I'm, I'm in a position where I'm doing well enough where I can go ahead and buy Andy Dalton for uh, a you know a future future first um plus he's only 30 years old so i i don't see them really moving off of him uh i think if they were going to it was going to be aj mccarron and that never happened so um i I think they stick with him for a couple of years here and kind of see what happens so if if we can get free points for and obviously in, in a super flex a late or a future first isn't free um but as far as quarterbacks are concerned they're not exactly the easiest thing to trade for in Superflex. You're much better off just drafting them as such. So if you can get Andy Dalton as a QB 30 in a Superflex league, uh, yeah, smash that, smash that draft button. Well, um, people, but-
1: people do forget he he was he's been very productive before. Yeah, he had these streaks of being a top five quarterback during the season. Now, granted, does it ever hold? No, but like he's capable of putting thirty point games up.
3: Yeah, he had those two peak seasons where he had like forty two hundred yards. Um, but you know, he's gonna be between twenty and twenty-five touchdowns. Um, and that's great. You know, you, you can kind of you can kind of play matchups with him and and you know, it's not it's not somebody that you necessarily have to start every week. And if it gets to that point, then maybe you're kind of just in a bad spot and maybe you're not ready to compete. But if he's your Q B two, um, that's that's big time, especially for the price tag
1: all right well let's go ahead and uh let's go ahead and move on to our last team and i think we're running late on time um so let's go ahead and just kind of quickly go through that um that's the jacksonville jaguars i'll go ahead and kick to you dan to, to wrap up with your buying yourself on the jags
3: the jaguars uh as i've been told they're called jaguars jaguars the jaguars ja- Jaguers, the <laughs> <laughs> um yes. not you know just kind of looking at the list it's all super um i really like austin safarian jenkins um but outside of that you know i'm a big dd guy but i just don't see the opportunity really for any of these wide receivers to do a lot um especially considering bortles and their willingness to run the football so i guess i mean leonard fournette's going middle of the second For an injury-prone dude, that seems a bit much. I don't know that I'm buying this offense. If I'm playing IDP, I'm buying this defense. Does that count?
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) no, not really. Uh, I mean, I I agree with you. It's kind of like just pick somebody that you want to take a shot at um, for a buy, and that's. I think you just got to go low value here, and I'll I'll just take a shot at the rookie, the high upside rookie, and Shark, uh, and for a third round valuation. It's it's a real camp miss for hot for a lot of for a lot of draft capital.
3: My stab is is TJ Yeldon. If I have to go buy somebody just because Fournette's gonna miss games, um he's gonna do all sorts of things. I just probably stole Kevin's take. And no, I'm sure he'll be able to elaborate no, really on it because Kevin's smart. Um no, but... I'm, like, I'm,
4: <laughs> I'm burping. I'm like burping up in my mouth that <laughs> Yeldon would be a buy.
1: I know but it's so great. It's been on this. I'll I'll up, been Dula. on that
3: too. Over, uh, oh no. Oh. We no, we can't do that here. All right. Well, let's. Buy, let's... My buy all day is
4: portals, especially in Superflex. I, I think maybe to to take everything you, Dan, you just said about uh, Dalton, I I would put that in portals that I could actually acquire portals because everyone thinks that it's like. Uh, what is that on the, the Diary of the Wimpy Kid? That's Stinky Cheese. That's Bortles, right? So everyone wants to get rid of Bortles, and I can pick him up pretty easy. So I'll take Bortles for that low cost, and I'll take him off your roster, and he can be my QB fifteen. Real quick, um, there was six straight weeks uh, Bortles was a QB one.
1: Last there year. is a lot of irrational hate being driven by this podcast, mind you, against Bortles and his production. Yeah, he's
3: bad. He's bad, but, big, ad, but, he, you're but right he's not right.
1: good at. But he's not good at football, but he's good at fantasy, and that's where I think you need to like separate those things out. As long as he has a job, he'll be able to take. He'll be able to to float your fantasy team.
4: Which that's past, right? Everyone expected them to draft a quarterback last year, but that yeah. didn't happen. And now what? It's who's backing him up? Not even Henny, right? It's. I, I, I don't have even no know.
1: idea. I'm not going to lie to you, exactly. but I can find out here real quick for you.
4: So my buy is Bortles really cheap. I think you know cost is gonna be in the QB twenty ish range. And uh he'll give me certainly more than QB twenty. Yeah, QB twenty seven ish.
1: Jesus. I mean, and I think, I think <laughs> so you're easy. I think actually it's a valid point you bring up there, Kevin, that the window for him losing his job, which is the real downside of Bortles, is is closed for this season. Um, I don't think Chad Henney is going to take him over, whoever's behind him. Um, so I, I agree with
3: you. And the issue now with them is that defense is so good, and they're going to be good for a few years yet, where they're not going to lose enough games unless Bortles is that bad, where he's lo- like literally physically losing them games. They're not going to be bad enough to ever have a high-end pick and get one of these quarterbacks that's going to threaten his job, which is really scary. Uh, maybe they trade up. Maybe they get a free agent. Maybe they do something like that. But from that perspective, there's a scary amount of job security, and I do not like that. Yeah. All right.
1: Well, um, any other takes that we want to have on the Jaguars before we go ahead and wrap up the show? Um, ASJ is a little bit of a buy, but um, my sell, I guess,
4: would be Moncrief. I'm not touching that. Easily.
1: Yep. Remember when he was worth as much as TY Hilton? <laughs> 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 oh god, Dynasty Football's funny. All right. Um for uh uh, I guess I'll just go ahead and remind everybody to uh, rate and review the podcast uh, you can go onto to Radio or onto our individual feed and rate and review the podcast we always greatly appreciate that uh, oh and we uh, we have a winner to announce don't we, for the, uh, we for, do. for the $35 best ball entry and we just buried this at the very end of the podcast I meant to stick it in the middle but forgot so um, the winner and I'll do my traditional uh, announcement sounds
3: to get you a drum set
1: it is uh at ww or at winner winner chicken dinner james bard is the winner um rating and reviewing our pod uh that's great we had had a i think there were four or five of you guys that did that that was that was awesome so uh we enjoyed reading that and i enjoyed you guys making fun of nathan uh indirectly making fun of nathan which was terrific Uh, So, James, if you want to, you can reach out to myself uh, in DM or you can reach out to really any of the three of us and we can get you hooked up with that prize. Uh, Thanks for playing, guys. Uh, make sure you rate and review the podcast. You too could have an opportunity to win a prize. Uh, Five star ratings and reviews help us find listeners, and that's always greatly appreciated. I want to thank our guest, Kevin O'Brien, the FF engineer. You can find him on Twitter, the underscore FF underscore engineer. And make sure you check out his podcast, that's Fantasy Football Engineering Podcast, and his work over at DLF. Uh, Kevin, thanks so much for being on, man. Thanks for having you guys. Always fun. Absolutely. So for Dan. Nathan, who isn't here, and myself. We will catch up (laughs) with you guys next week. Later.
2: Gap Factory Labor Day Sale is happening now! Hurry in for the best deals of the season—forty to seventy-five percent off everything, plus doorbusters August thirtieth through September second only. Tees from four ninety-nine, logo styles from sixteen ninety-nine, and jeans from nineteen ninety-nine. Shop in store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. The Gap Factory Labor Day Sale is happening now! Hurry in for the best deals of the season—forty to seventy-five percent off everything, plus doorbusters August thirtieth through September second only. Tees from four ninety-nine, logo styles from sixteen ninety-nine, and jeans from nineteen ninety-nine. Shop in store today at Gap Factory or at